Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about Lyme disease, a Wikipedia reading podcast. Now, a friend of mine in Germany uh, had been tired for a while and then complained, not complained, but said, oh, look, I have, I'm in bed with really bad uh, hip and knee pains. It could be arthritis. Uh, the German doctors are going to, to check me out. And um, in such pain, you don't get very much uh, feedback. You don't want to disturb too much. And just by chance, uh, I uh, sent for an app, a, uh, an update, just to see how, how she was. And it just so happened at that time, she'd seen a magazine in the hospital she was at and sent me a screenshot of that in German and explained you know, what the German translated across as a thought came across. So after, after perhaps a month or so of non-communication, the last bit, you, you don't want to say, um, say too much with too much stress, found out that uh, she was being treated with a course of uh, four weeks heavy antibiotics because she had... Uh, the the German scientists there have done a blood test and detected that she had Lyme disease. And um, it's sort of mixed emotions. One is it's you know a real tragedy that, that it's a Lyme disease and there's all that pain you're going through. Uh, positive emotion that it's not COVID-19 or something weird with a, a social context context unless although Lyme disease it turns out is communicable but you need to have ticks uh, ticks so as her apartment in Bonn isn't too tick infested there's not much risk to um, to uh, other people um, involved involved in all this and um, so that was some positive things and it was obviously positive that the Germans have some way of treating it so uh, what I thought I would do is I'd read the Wikipedia article, but I'm on the um, podcast trail of just reading through it. And so I'm sure a lot of people would be interested in it. And so if anyone has ever watched House from about 10 years ago, this is, I've forgotten the name of the actor there, but it was a very sort of almost overly typical, um, you know, highly flawed genius uh, um, sociopath um, doctor who uh, had all these flaws but could actually cure the patient and it would always be a very interesting um, thing uh, be hard he would say differential diagnosis differential diagnosis god damn it can't be this and then some inconsequential thing would happen in his life and it would be aha I now know what it is and he rushes back in and completely saves and reverses the situation where the patient doesn't know what's going on and indeed uh, uh, there's a lot of things in life I think that's a quintessential thing of being a patient of it's happening to you and this this knowledge is out there and there's this sort of path of realisation. So that's interesting. There's a path of realisation for me to read up in detail about it. So let's start. Lyme disease, also known as Lyme borealis, so it's L-Y-M-E, is an infectious disease caused by the Borrelia uh, bacterium, uh, which is spread by ticks. Now, um, this person, they had Borrelia 
antibodies. So I sort of go, oh, I'll give you Latin and see what it comes. The most common sign of infection is an expanding area of redness of the skin, known as uh, erythema uh, migrans, that appears at the site of the tick bite about a week after it has occurred. The rash is typically neither itchy nor painful. Approximately 70-80% of infected people develop a rash. Other early symptoms may include fever, headache and tiredness. If untreated, symptoms may cause loss of the ability to move one or both sides of the face, joint pain, severe headaches with neck stiffness, or heart palpitations, among others. Months to years later, repeated episodes of joint pain and swelling may occur. Occasionally, people develop shooting pains or tingling in their arms or legs. Despite appropriate treatment, about 10 to 20% of people develop joint pains, memory problems, and tiredness for at least six months. Isn't that amazing? Lyme disease is transmitted to humans by bites of infected ticks of the genus. I don't know how do you pronounce this. Ixododes. I X O Ixodes. In the United States, ticks of concern are usually Ixodes scapula type and must be attached for at least 36 hours before the bacteria can spread. In Europe, the ticks of uh, Ixodes rhesus type must spread the bacteria more quickly. So you're a bit of a sitting duck. You can imagine, you know. Hmm. Germany is such a clean place. I just can't imagine a tick sort of existing in Germany for very long. In North America, Borrelis uh, burgdorferi and Bacillus mayoni may, are the cause. In Europe and Asia, the bacteria uh, Borrelia aphesi and Borrelia garni are also causes of the disease. So it's a, a fair number of bacteria. The disease does not appear to be transmissible between people, by other animals, or through food. Diagnosis is based on a combination of symptoms. History of the tick exposure, possibility uh, testing for specific antibodies in the blood. Blood tests are often negative in the early stages of the disease. Testing individual ticks is not typically useful. Well, oh yeah, I suppose. Prevention includes efforts to prevent tick bites, such as by wearing clothing to cover the arms and legs and using DEET-based insect repellents. Um, now, um, that reminds me of um, this um, Australian Army insect repellent, which would seem good, it sort of, we called it fuck-off juice. And the thing that it did is that, oh yeah, it works really well. It, it repelled everything. And um, I spilled it on my little transistor radio. So one of the things you do is you have a transistor radio there to tell you what the weather's going to be like. You know, you're not supposed to, but you, you know, to tune in. And, um, you know, with the earpiece, you don't turn the tranny on or something like that. And uh, I spilled it. I was the signal I spilled and it completely melt, melted it into a, just a blob of shit. So you, you know there's something in the FOJ we used to call it. Then um, I was packing for overseas in my postdoc in Canada. I was invited uh, up into the wilds of Canada. Now one of the things about Canada compared to North America is there's heaps of black flies and it's just mosquito shit. It's, Oh, it's just horrible up there. 
And so um, I went um, with these, uh, what were they called? Oh, I really can't remember the, the name of the tribe. The, 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 we call them, in, if they're originals, we call them a mob. But they call them, I suppose, tribes. Oh, oh just, I can't think of the name. Oh, bloody hell, that's so hard. But um, we had canoed somewhere and um, they put up their tents and I put up my Australian tent, which is just, we call it a hoochie, which is just open air. And they just, you know, ugh. and of course, it was just nightmare. And... Uh, uh, so, no worries, I put on the uh, FOJ, and what happened is that the insects would land and die, and so eventually my arm was just full of all these dead Canadian insects which had just landed and died there. I don't know whether we're allowed to use it anymore, I don't know what was in it. Using pesticides to reduce tick numbers may also be effective. Ticks can be removed using tweezers, and I've had to remove a few ticks from my kids over the time, especially in the coastal areas. If the removed tick was full of blood, a single dose of diocin may be used to prevent development of infection. But this is not generally recommended since development of infection is rare. If an infection develops, a number of antibiotics are effective, including uh, dioxaline, amoxicillin, which is the euphame, and cefloxamine. Amoxicillin is sort of, the, I think that's what I have for um, my heart. So, because I've got a, an artificial heart valve, I have to have a big dose of that before dental treatment. Standard treatment usually lasts for two to three bloody weeks. Some people develop fever and muscle and joint pains from treatment, from the treatment, which may last one or two days. In those who develop persistent symptoms, long-term antibiotic therapy has not been found to be useful. Lyme disease is the most common disease spread by ticks in the Northern Hemisphere. It is estimated to affect at least 300,000 people a year in the United States and 65,000 people a year in Europe. Oh, 65,001 we now. Infections are most common in spring and early summer. Lyme disease was diagnosed as a separate condition for the first time in 1975 in Old Lyme, Connecticut. There you go. It's now a famous place. It was originally mistaken for juvenile rheumatoid uh, arthritis. This is what the um, uh, my German friend said. Oh, look, I've got arthritis here, which is rather sad. Um, but you know, she could, they probably have arthritis as well. The bacteria involved was first described in 1981 by Willie Bergdorfer. Get out near Willie. 1981 is pretty late. Chronic symptoms following treatments are well described and are known as post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome, PTLDS. PTLDS is different from the chronic Lyme disease, a term no longer supported by the scientific community and used in different ways by different groups. Oh, sounds like the Palestine Liberation Army or something like that. Some healthcare providers claim that. Uh, PTLDS is caused by persistent infection, uh, but this is not believed to be true because no evidence of persistent infection can be found after standard treatment. A vaccine for Lyme disease was marketed in the United States between 1998, uh, sorry, yeah, 1998 and 2002, but was withdrawn from the market due to poor sales. Research is ongoing to develop new vaccines. 
Well, there you go. Oh, well, that's um, uh, reminds me of um, this disease, Rosetta, something rather like that. There was a Rosetta, something rather. And I took my kid into the doctor, and um, uh, I said, oh, I never actually wrote it down. You've got, it's got Rosetta, and these are these directed little, they're um, really unusual little red marks which go in a line, you know, like someone's you had child abuse or something like that, they'd be all in a line, they'd all point in one direction. It's a pretty amazing thing to do. I had it in my uh, uh, jacket. Years later, years passed, and my wife pulled out this thing and said, I've got you. Who is Rosetta Pointiatus or something like that? And I was flabbergasted. I thought, I cannot, I, I've got no... I typed it in and found out it was the name of the disease and all came back to me. Okay, signs and symptoms. Lyme disease can affect multiple body systems and produce a broad range of symptoms. Not everyone with Lyme disease has all the symptoms. And many of the symptoms are not specific to Lyme disease, but can occur with other diseases as well. Ideal for a medical drama, but... Um, I don't know, my friend would probably have all the symptoms, I think. The incubation period from infection to the onset of symptoms is usually one to two weeks, but it can be much shorter days or much longer months to years. Lyme... Well, okay. Uh, Lyme, it's sort of like um, these are the stages you go through grieving, and they've got about seven stages of grieving, but they can go through in any order. And you can have some, all, combination, or none. So the actual limit of information there is rather limited for them. Asymptotic infection exists but occurs in less than 7% of the infected individuals in the United States. Asymptotic infection is much more common amongst those infected. Oh, asymptomatic. Asymptomatic infection is much more common among those infected in Europe. Now, we've had a few things. Early localised infection. Early localised infection can occur when infection is not yet spread through the body. Only the site where the infection has first come into contact with the skin is affected. The initial sign of about 80% of Lyme infections is ethema, migraines, EM rash on the site of the dick bite. Often near skin folds such as the armpit, groin, back and knee, trunk, under clothing straps or children's hair, ear or neck. Uh, I don't know the um, I don't know what the this is unrelated, but the leeches tend to go for the groin area, blood oath. Pretty amazing. But uh, I've had a few leeches, but but not not in the groin area. Most people who get infected uh, do not remember the tick um, or the bite. The rash appears typically one to two weeks range 3 to 32 days after the bite and expands 2 to 3 centimetres per day up to a diameter of 5 to 70 centimetres, median 16 centimetres. The rash usually is circular or oval, red or bluish, and may have elevated or darker centre. Uh, in about 79% of the cases um, in Europe, but only 19% of the cases in the endemic area in the US, the rash gradually clears from the centre and towards the edges, probably forming a bullseye pattern. The rash may feel warm, but it is usually not itchy. It is rarely tender or painful. It takes up to four weeks to resolve 
if untreated. Well, there you go. Look, we've got other weird. We've got in Australia, we've got some weird. We've got Ross River fever, some really bad uh, mosquito-borne diseases. Uh, the EM rash is often accompanied by symptoms of a viral-like illness, including fatigue, headache, body aches, fever, chills, and usually not nausea or upper respiratory problems. These symptoms may also appear without a rash or linger after the rash disappears. Alarm can progress to later stages without symptoms or a rash. People with high fever or for more than two days or whose other symptoms are a viral-like illness do not improve despite antibiotic treatment for Lyme disease or have abnormally low levels of white or red cells or platelets in the blood should be investigated for possible co-infection with other tick-borne diseases such as <gasps> Echirilcholus and babies <laughs> babesosis babesosis that's perhaps not pregnancy. Okay, yeah, I, I diagnosed baby sosis with you. What's that? Oh, well, just extended belly, female, stuff like that. No, I don't know. Early dissemination, disseminated infection. Within days, two weeks, I like this. Within hours, seconds, hours, days, weeks, years, decades, lifetime of the universe. After the onset of the local infection, the Borrelia bacteria may spread through this lymphatic system or bloodstream. So it doesn't tunnel through muscles; it gets uh, the bacteria gets in the lymphatic. So you've got actually two circular, not two systems. You've got the blood system, which pumps blood, and the lymphatic system, which is a, a, a drainage system. So if you, um, you know, rub your hand, you can get a blister, and that's your lymphatic system pumping out water to it. Um, in 10 to 20% of untreated cases, EM rashes develop at sites across the body that bear no relation to the original tick bite. Transient muscle pains and joint pains are also common. There you go. About 10 to 15% of untreated people, Lyme disease causes neurological problems known as neuroborealis, which is Borreliosis neurothing. Early neuroborreliosis typically appears four to six weeks after the tick bite and involves some combination of lymphatic meningitis, cranial neurosis, radiculopathy, or mononeuromultiplex, whatever that means. Lymphatic meningitis causes characteristics change in the cerebral fluid, uh, which may be accompanied uh, for several weeks by variable uh, headache, and less commonly, usually mind meningitis signs such as inability to flex the next flea and intolerance to bright lights, but typically no or only few very low f uh, fever. In children, partial vision may also occur. Cranial nutrus is inflammation of the cranial nerves when Due to Lyme, it specifically causes facial palsy, impairing blinking, smiling, chewing with one side of the face. It may also cause intermediate double vision. So I've had this strange double vision. This is with the brain. Brain. One of the, the most weird thing I try to explain is the eyes not. But fortunately, no more. Thank goodness. Lyme radio, radiculopathy is an inflammation of the spinal nerve roots 
and causes pain and is less often weakness, numbness and altered sensation in areas of the body served by nerves connected to the affected roots, limbs, parts of the trunk. The pain is often symmetrical and often accompanied by extreme sleep disturbance. Mononutrous multiplex is an infl inflammation causing similar symptoms in one or more unrelated peripheral nerves. Poor, poor little German out there. Oh, you poor thing. Rarely, early, uh, rarely, early neuroborealis may involve inflammation of the brain or spinal cord with symptoms such as confusion, abnormal gait, ocular movements or speech, impaired movement, impaired motor planning, or shaking. That would be there, but if you were on the dance floor, you'd be a hit. In North America, facial palsy is a typically early neuroborealis presentation occurring in 5 to 10% of the untreated people. It's, oh, it's typically that it's early, but it's 5 to 10% of people, so it's rare. In about 75% of cases, accompanied by lymphatic meningitis, Lyme radicalpathy is reported half as frequently, but many cases may be unrecognized. In European adults, the most common presentation is a combination of lymphatic meningitis and radicalpathy known as Banwath symptom accompanied from 36 to 89 percent of cases by facial palsy. In this syndrome, reticular pain tends to start in the same body region as the initial uh, ethmarcus rash. If there was one and precedes possible facial palsy and other impaired movement, in extreme cases, permanent impairment of motor sensory function of the lower limbs may occur. In European children, the most common manifestation is facial palsy in 55%, cranial neurus and lymphatic meningitis in 27%. In about 4 to 10% of untreated cases in the US and 0.3 to 4% of untreated cases in Europe, typically between June and December, about one month range, 4 to 7 uh, about one month range, 4 days to 7 months after the tick bite. The infection may cause heart complications known as Lyme cardiatis. Symptoms may include heart palpitation, 69%, dizziness, fainting, shortness of breath, chest pain. Other symptoms of Lyme disease may also present, such as EM rash, joint aches, facial palsy, headaches, other regular, uh, radicular pain. Some people, however, cardiatis may be the first manifestation of Lyme disease. Oh. Again, poor, poor little German. Lyme cardiitis in 19 to 87% of people adversely impacts the heart's electrical conduction system, causing atrioventricular block that often manifests as heart rhythms with alternate, which alternate within minutes between abnormally slow and abnormally fast. In 10 to 15 percent of people, Lyme disease causes mitochondrial complications such as cardiomegaly, left ventricular dysfunction, congestive heart failure. Oh God! Another skin condition found in Europe but not North America is viral lymphocytoma, a purplish lump that develops on the earlobe, nipple, or scrotum. Okay. Uh, for some reason, they they think they have to unline. I suppose 
people might know what a scrotum is, that's why they've underlined it. It's got 38. Oh, no, no, I don't understand that. This is the Wikipedia. Late dissemination infection. After several months, untreated or inadequately treated people may go on to develop chronic symptoms that affect many parts of the body, including joints, nerves, brains, eyes and heart. Limb arthritis occurs up to 60% of untreated people, typically starting about six months after infection. It usually affects only one or a few joints, often the knee and possibly the hip, other large joints, or the temporomabular joint. I don't think my friend's got one of those. She's not that complicated. So we've got the knee and the hip. Wow. There is usually large joint effusion and swelling, but only mild or moderate pain. Oh no, she had really bad pain. Without treatment, swelling and pain typically resolve over time, but periodically return. Baker's cysts may form and rupture. In some cases, joint erosion occurs. Oh. Chronic neurologic symptoms occur in 5 to of untreated people. A peripheral neuropathy or polyneuropathy may develop causing abnormal sensations such as numbness, tingling or burning starting at the feet or hands over time, possibly moving up the limbs. Tests may show reduced sensations of vibration in the feet. The effect of a person may feel as if they're wearing a stocking or glove without actually doing so. Yeah, or I suppose a stocking on the leg and a glove on the hand. A neurological symptom is called Lyme Encephalopathy is associated with subtle memory, cognitive difficulties, insomnia, a general sense of feeling unwell, and changes in personality. Hmm, that would be interesting. Uh, however, problems such as depression, fibromyalgia are as common in people in Lyme disease as in the general population. Right, Lyme can cause a chronic encephalopathy something rather that resembles multiple sclerosis. It may be progressive and can involve cognitive impairment, brain fog, migraines, balance issues, weakness in the legs, awkward gait, facial palsy, bladder problems, vertigos and back pain. In rare cases, untreated Lyme disease may cause frank psychosis. What the heck is frank psychosis? Which has been misdiagnosed as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. I think I might have frank psychosis. Wow, I'm going to have to look that up. I hope I can remember to look that up. I keep on forgetting all these things. I found these most fantastic reading, uh, Yemen and uh, Mali, these words, which were just absolute killers for Scrabble, but I've forgotten them completely. Panic attacks and anxiety can occur. Delusional behaviour may be seen, including somato somatoform delusions, sometimes accompanied by depersonalization or derealization syndrome, where the people can feel detached from themselves and from reality. Well, that is very interesting. I would say 90% of managers therefore have Lyme disease. So, what is frank psychosis? I want to self-diagnose. I wonder if it's frank Psychosis has a problem of where people just want a psychosis and you can have a frank one. I like to be frank psychosis is that where you're autistic and don't know social bounds and you're just very frank. Oh gosh, you're looking much uglier than I would possibly imagine you. You look good from a distance. You look better far, far away. 
your well, I can be frank. Well, there is a word. Now, the reason I speak English and not German is because I can't do long words, and this is a very long word. It's got ACA is the the um, acronym for it. So it's acrodermatitis chronica atrophicans. It's a chronic skin disorder observed primarily in Europe among the elderly. ACA begins as a reddish-blue patch of discoloured skin that's often the backs of the hands and feet. The lesion slowly atrophies over several weeks or months, with the skin becoming first thin, wrinkled, and then, if untreated, completely dry and hairless. Well, so if you've got an oily skin, you can just get yourself a tick. Um, Lyme disease is caused by... Uh, spiral bacteria for the genus Borrelia. Spiral sheets are surrounded by a pepton doggy lat clan or flagella, and flagella, along with the outer membrane similar to the gram negative described by the gram negative, despite considerable differences in the envelope components from the gram negative bacteria. And I really want to remember what the name of the um, the bacteria membrane is because that's a really interesting sort of sugar with a um, some sort of amino acid and a um, lactic acid added every chain to make it such a fantastic thing. Um, Lime related Borrelia species are collectively known as Borrelia burgdorferi sensulato and show a great deal of genetic diversity. Oh. Well, I suppose, I, I just wonder what that actually means. Now here's a very interesting um, life cycle of the exode scapulus tick. Now what's really interesting is that the egg hatches in spring to summer larva and goes to a mouse and goes to fall. And I don't know what the dotted lines is, but it falls. So it dawdles. Then, oh, so the larvae feeds on a mouse. Then a very tiny, small one um, um, uh so the next year, it, so they they don't bother about coming out in winter. So you probably need a cold climate for them. Um, but so the first year, the first winter, they hibernate. Spring, they come out as a nymph and latch onto a a mouse again. Okay, the, the mouse again. Then uh, after. Like change a mouse, they drop off, have some sex, they go into a deer, and then deposit eggs. So they 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 were a long while before they have sex. Okay, the B. Burgdorferi sensulato is made up of 21 closely related species. Well, that's genetically diverse, but only four clearly cause Lyme disease. B. Maloney found in North America, B. Barcofessi 
Sensu Stricto, prominently in North America, but also present in Europe. The Alfilsi and Ghani, both prominently in Eurasia. Some studies have also proposed that B. Bissetti and B. Vassalina may sometimes infect humans, but these species do not seem to be important causes of the disease. Transmission. Lyme disease is classified as a zoonosis, similar to the Chinese bat eating. Uh, yeah, uh, as it is transmitted to humans from the natural reservoir among small mammals, birds, by t uh, and birds by ticks that feed on both sets of hosts. Hard-bodied ticks in the genus Ixodes are the main vectors of Lyme disease, also the vector of Babesia. Now, that's not getting pregnant. Most infections are caused by ticks at the nymphal stage because they are very small and thus may feed for long periods of time once undetected. There you go. So there's, uh, this is the entire thing. thing that it's when you get a big tick bite, they're, they're ready to drop off and have some naughty time together. Uh, in New Jersey, USA, nymphal ticks are generally the size of a poppy seed and sometimes with a dark head and translucent body. Or the nymphal ticks can be even darker. The younger larval ticks are very rarely infected. Although deer are the preferred hosts of adult deer ticks, the ticks' populations are much lower in the absence of deers. Ticks generally do not acquire borella from deer. Instead, they obtained it from infected small animals, such as white-footed mouse and occasionally birds. Areas of Lyme disease is common. It's expanding. <sighs> the entire thing is, if you see a mouse, okay, if it's a white-footed mouse, you're, you're screwed, basically. Within the tick Midgut, the Borrella outer surface protein, an OPSA binds to the tick receptor or OPSA known as the troposome. When the tick feeds, the Borrella down regulates OPSA and up regulates OPSC, another surface protein. After the bacteria migrate from the midgut to the salivary gland, OPSC binds to the cell 15, a tick salivary protein that appears to have an immunosuppressive effects that enhance infection. Successful infection in Mahamalin host depends on bacterial expression of the OSPC. Hmm. Okay, so they've got a method that uh, when they want to produce saliva, they come out of the gut into the saliva and then join with the saliva protein go through it. Tick spite often goes unnoticed because of the small size of the tick in the nymphal stage, as well as the tick secretions that prevent the host from feeling the itch and pain of the bite. However, transmission is quite rare, with only 1.2 to 1.4% of the recognised tick bites resulting in Lyme disease. In Europe, the vector is Zodis rhizinus, which is also called the sheep tick, or the castor beam tick. In China, the Xodi peculiaris, the Tiaka tick is probably the most important vector. In North America, the black lead or deer tick, the Ixodes scapalus, is the main vector on the east coast. <sighs> this has to be the Lone Star tick, the Ambrola American, which is found throughout the southeastern United States as far west as Texas, is unlikely to transmit Lyme disease 
um, spirochetes, although it may have been implicated in related syndromes called the southern tick-associated rash illness. Good God, how boring could that be? Which resembles a mild form of Lyme disease. In the west coast of the United States, the main vector is the western black-legged tit, the Zodius pacificus. You can imagine, uh, I'm thinking of California beach boys, the tendency is of this tick species to feed predominantly on host species such as lizards. And that our resistance to burial infection appears to diminish transmission of Lyme disease in the West. Good God, you ticks! You just don't, don't you just. Our transmission can occur across the placenta during pregnancy, and with a number of other spiral diseases, adverse pregnancy outcomes are possible if untreated. Infection, prompt treatment with antibiotics reduces and eliminates its risks. Whoa, that is just mind blowing. That bacteria, wow, wow, get across the placenta. You, 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 uh, these diseases are pretty phenomenal. While other disease spirochetes have been found in insects, as well as ticks, reports of actual infections transmission appear to be rare. Lion spirochetes DNA has been found in semen and breast milk. However, according to CDC, lion spirochetes have not been found in breast milk's urine or semen and thus not sexually transmitted that um, I got into dreadful trouble one time when they said well what's some of the problems of breast breastfeeding and uh, I just listened to a whole series of communicable disease through breast milk and then had to call out go out and left my wife to try and explain it all <laughs> so I said what's some of the problems of breastfeeding I said leprosy and it was written down yes and then I left, and she had to try and explain, oh, my husband. Okay, tick-borne co-infections. Ticks that transmit B. burgdorferi to humans can also carry, transmit several other parasites. You slimy, vaulting tick, such as the, well, teal, feel, area, microna, or the anaplasma, phagocytophilum, which causes the disease babyrosis and human glyconic anaplasmosis, respectively. Among people with early Lyme disease, depending on their location, 2 to 12% will also have HGA and 20% will have baby, uh, 2 to 40% will have babyrosis. Ticks in certain regions, including the land, uh, along the eastern Baltic Sea also transmits tick-borne encephalitis. Co-infections complicate Lyme symptoms, especially diagnosis and treatment. It's possible for ticks to carry and transmit one of the co-infections uh, co and not Borrella, making diagnosis difficult and often elusive. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention studied 100 ticks in rural New Jersey and found 55% which is probably 55 individual ticks, uh, were infected with at least one type of the pathogens. Pathophysiology. Well, there we go. B. burgdorferi can spread throughout the body during the course of the disease. It has to be found in the skin, heart, joints, peripheral nervous systems, central nervous systems. Many signs and symptoms of Lyme disease are a consequence 
the immune response to sparachete in those tissues. B. burgdorferi, which seems to be the same, is infected, injected into the skin by the bite of the infected Odoizate. Tick saliva, which accompanies the spirochete to the skin during the feeding process, contains substances that disrupt the immune response on the site of the bite. Side of the bite. This provides a protective environment where the spirochetes can establish an infection. Spirochetes multiply and migrate outwards within the dermis. Um, the host inflammatory response to the bacteria in the skin causes the characteristic circular EM lesion. Neutrophils, however, which are necessary to eliminate the spirochetes from the skin, fail to appear in the necessary number uh, and in the developing EM lesion, mostly due to the fact that the tick saliva also inhibits the neutrophil function. This allows the bacteria to survive and eventually spread throughout the bloody body. Days to weeks following the tick bite, the spirochetes spread via the bloodstream to joints, heart, nervous system, distant skin sites where the presence give rise to a variety of symptoms from disseminated uh, disease. The spread of Bergdorferi is aided by the attachment of the host. Ready for this? Protease plasmin to the surface of the spirochete. If untreated, the bacteria may persist in the body for months or even years, despite the production of B. burgdorferi antibodies by the immune system. The spirochetes may avoid the immune response by decreasing expression of their surface protein uh, that are targeted by the antibodies, antigenic variation, or VLSE surface proteins, inactivating key immune components such as the complement and hiding in the extracellular matrix which may interfere with the function of immune factors. In the brain, biorefigure may induce astrocytes to undergo astrogelous proliferation followed by atrophy, which may contribute to neurodysfunction. The spirochetes may also include host cells to secrete quinolic acid which stimulates the M NMDA receptor on nerve cells, which may account for the fatigue and malaise observed with Lyme and Cetalfathy. Oh God, you poor thing. I really hope that you... She was just so tired recently. In addition, diffuse white matter pathology during Lyme Cetalfathy may disrupt grey matter connections, which will account for deficit in attention, memory, physiopathy, ability, complex recognition, and emotional status. White matter decreases may have a greater potential for the recovery than grey matter decrease, perhaps because the neural loss is less common. Resolution MRI white matter hyperintensities after antibiotic treatment has been observed. Triopathan, a precursor to neuroserotonin, appears to be reduced within the central nervous system. A number of infectious diseases that affect the brain include Lyme. Researchers are investigating if neurohormone secretion is the cause of neuropsychiatric disorders developing in some people with borealis. Be really interesting. I really want to visit that frank psychosis. I don't know what that is. I hope I've got that. Because um, that would be great. What would be better if I could have Peter psychosis? That would be something. And what's, of course, the fact that I am a Peter. Um, 
Exposure of the borrelate bacterium during Lyme disease possibly causes long-lived and damaged inflammatory response, a form of pathogen-induced autoimmune disease. Reduction uh, of this reaction might be due to a form of molecular mercury, whereas virus have always been killed by the immune system by resembling the normal parts of the body's tissues. Did you know that reminds me of a manager? You know, managers are in the organisation, they know nothing, but they mimic someone who should be part of the organisation, therefore avoid being sacked. Chronic symptoms from autoimmune reaction could explain why some symptoms persist even after the spirochetes have been eliminated from the body. This hypothesis may explain why chronic arthritis persists after antibiotic therapy, similar to rheumatic fever, but its wide application is controversial. Okay, we're going to stop that moment, at the moment and uh, put this, this forward to page 4 of Lyme disease and there's uh, page 8 and there's 28 pages to get through. Okay, thanks. Thanks a lot for listening. another story comes to a close it's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you may you discover truly amazing things understand them and tell others thanks for listening